Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's backdoor cover. It Micah. It Brad. What's up? It's Sunday. Let's go. Brad, what's happening? What's good, buddy? Hey, we are back for Sunday morning football with the people. Feels good, doesn't it? Feels great. Feels good. Hey, this is Backdoor Cover. We talk sports, and during football season, we talk a lot of football. So thank you for listening. Brad and I are the hardest working uh, sports podcasts in the game, some people have said. Nobody's actually said that, but we are bringing you content live Sunday morning. No one else is doing that. Self-proclaimed the hardest working. That's right. So we today we are going to break down college football. And what happened yesterday, we're also going to look quickly ahead uh, to NFL Sunday and uh, some of the games going on today. Uh, quick programming notes. If you're new to Backdoor Cover, check out uh, this week we did an NFL preview. We did a uh, college football preview. We also did a new show with our professional handicapper, Mitch, of Can't Miss Mitch fame. He plays in the uh, in the Las Vegas Super Contest, the biggest gambling pool in the world. He has like five years in a row. He's the biggest degenerate we know by far. Yes, and for years, he or for weeks, he's been talking about how Wait till week four. Wait till week four because he has an algorithm, but he needs three weeks of data to get it. We are at week four. So earlier this week on the backdoor cover feed, you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Brad, Camp Miss Mitch, and Peter the Irish Guy broke down every professional football game this weekend. And we he picked the uh, Thursday nighter as well. He picked it correctly right. for yeah, we uh, the Eagles to beat Green Bay. The so. algorithm picked the Eagles on Thursday, so it's a winner. That's right. And then on top of that, while we were right after we had recorded that episode, Mitch joined us on the Buttercut, our golf podcast, and he picked Cameron Champ to win the tournament, who is in first place right now going into Sunday. Mitch has problems. He gambles a lot, but it it's not a problem if you always win. So there you go. So if you're in if you're listening and you want some action this this morning on NFL football, pause our podcast. Pause this right now. Listen to Backdoor Cover with Can't Miss Mitch and listen to him pick all of the games. Every single game today he's going to pick. And, then and once tell you, you do that, you should go check out our friends over at mybookie.ag. Use promo code BDC and get a deposit bonus. Get your bets in. That's how you get rich quick. That's how you get rich. Follow Can't Miss Mitch. Go to backdoor or go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code BDC like Backdoor Cover. And your $100 deposit turns into $200. Up to $1,000 turns into $2,000. That's right. Get in there now while they offer all right, we are done with promotion for now. Uh, as mentioned, that's Backdoor Cover. Uh, you know, Mind of Micah. Check it out. Check out the 365 Things Awesome podcast. And as we mentioned, the Buttercut, America's number six golf podcast, talking the Safeway Open in Napa with Tony Romo and uh, a bunch of other stuff. So Was with Tony Romo. He gone. Now. Yeah, he gone. All right, let's talk some college football. The big uh, takeaway, before we get into... What happened yesterday? I'd like to just sort of take an overview of where we okay. are after four weeks or let's, five let's weeks. Let's take a 10,000 foot elevation uh, view of this thing. We've yet to see that major shakeup in college football, the landscape defining defining shakeup. We almost had it with, with uh, Army almost beating Michigan. Michigan, a game yeah. that went to double overtime. That could have changed the whole thing because Army's schedule, as we mentioned, is very, very winnable, and you could have been a, a place where the uh, they the had committee upset, would have yeah. had to to rule out a service academy if they would have run the table, but they lost. That didn't happen. Uh, Alabama hasn't been touched. Oklahoma hasn't been touched. Ohio State hasn't been touched. Clemson 
was touched last night. Yeah, they hadn't been touched even close until now, and they had beaten like very good teams. They beat A and M, a ranked A and M team. So yeah, we're not sure. We'll get to the Aggies later. <laughs> I don't think anyone can possibly say the Aggies are a very good team after what they did yesterday. Okay, uh, but we'll leave that that discussion for another time. Uh, let's talk about Clemson. Clemson uh, faced North Carolina yesterday, a twenty-eight point favor. A North Carolina team that's two and two. Uh, they played four close games, including losing to Appalachian State in Ouch. their, I believe, in their last game. Correct. Clemson was supposed to stomp these guys. They were a twenty-eight point uh, favorite, as I mentioned, and they did not. It was a twenty-one. Was it twenty-one twenty? Was the final yesterday? That's right. And of course, if you watch this game, North Carolina scored with about a minute and fifteen to go, minute nineteen to go, and uh, decided to go for two while trailing by a point to try and win the game straight up. Uh, they they were down, uh, you know, 21-14. They scored to make a 21-20. Mac Brown, Mac Brown, Mac Brown uh, decides to go for two. They run Rightfully it. so, don't you think? Don't 100% you think the, right, the right call. I mean, they're obviously the inferior team. They've got to cover three yards or whatever, five yards to get into three the yards, two point. Yeah. And, yeah, that's the move And every time. They had clearly, clearly struggled to move the ball. Yes. They did go all the way down the field to get that touchdown, but they had to convert like two or three fourth down plays. Uh, yeah, they converted twice on third down and twice on fourth down to stay in the game. So they if were, you're hitting prayers like that to begin with, you just ride the you ride the wave, yeah, right? They were doing everything that like they were not moving the ball up and down Clemson's throat. They were doing just enough to move the chains. Barely they managed breathing. to do that. And they got the touchdown. And then you say, hey, we, we've got a chance to beat the number one team in the country on at home, which North Carolina has never done before. Yeah, uh, They've never beat the number one team. The, the greatest win in, Fran- in school history is defeating a number four team. Which is good. Which is fine, but you got a chance. And you say, let's let's go for two and win the game. And uh, they failed. They ran a terrible option play, which against that Clemson defense just seemed like a bad call. I don't want to sound like every other talking head. Everybody knows. I mean, the general consensus is good decision, bad play call, and I think we can both agree with that. Um, but the, the bigger issue here is that North Carolina's defense really did a great job against Clemson. Throughout most of the second half, there were a bunch of three and outs. Yeah, uh, Clemson does not look like a world beater. It was their worst offensive performance of the season. Lows in total By points, total shot. yards, and passing yards. Uh, they didn't make a – they did – let's see. They also had a fumble, a missed field goal attempt, but they didn't have a bunch of turnovers. It wasn't like the guy threw four picks and they were close. Yeah. I'm curious as game tape comes out and like people have like analyzed it. I'm curious if this was just an off night for Clemson or if this was something that North Carolina had put in strategically. Like if there's any sort of defensive scheme that could be like replicated by their teams. We'll see because their people will be, you know, eating up the game tape and talking about it for the rest of the week. That's true. There's only one way to find out. Um, on that, but Clemson has an off week before hosting Florida State, who's not very good, so it's not going to change much. This is all a long way of saying, you know, Clemson's still right there, and a lot of people are saying they should fall from the number one spot, but at this point, it really does not matter. Just win, baby. That's if all there's, that matters. If there's anyone out there who thinks that the defending national champions, a team that beat Bama by 100 in the national championship, if they somehow run the table and go undefeated, they're not going to be in the playoff, you're fucking crazy. And it doesn't matter Even if they're if ranked. they fell out of first, they'd still exactly. Be right it doesn't there. matter if they're second or third or fourth or first. There's a zero percent chance that Clemson runs the table and won't make the playoffs. Well, so, the other thing is the the college football committee is not going to 
aim to put Clemson versus Alabama in the, the whatever the the pregame. Like they're going to have those two set up so that they're in opposite sides of the bracket as long as both are unbeaten. So there's well, that too. I mean, they shouldn't. Why? Well, I mean, you, you want should, the best two teams to face off I, in the championship. I agree, but you should you should rank the teams according to how you rank them. But if they're both undefeated and there's a third undefeated, it's up to it's just up to your opinion at that point. It's right. not based no, on I, schedule. And I think you're right. Yeah. I think even if even if somebody proves to be a better team than Clemson, that's just your opinion, man. Yeah, and and I think that the <laughs> the inherent bias of anyone inside of that committee is going to say the same thing. Like we can't make historical these relevance. guys play. Yes. Yeah. You, you pick the two best teams. That's a long way away though. So we'll, we'll get to that later. So uh, man, Alabama's looking like they're going to have a tough, tough road down the sec West. So we'll see. That's true. Yeah. Um, let's run through uh, some of the other, uh, the other games of note, but you know, uh, again, of course we should mention Mac Brown, Mac Brown, Mac Brown. I, it's just so funny. Everybody says Mac Brown. Nobody says coach Mac. Brown or Mac yeah. or it's just, Mac Brown. Um, the other thing that we've seen here now we're we're four games in four or five yeah four games into the season, four or five depending on who you are. Yeah, buys um, and not buys. We've seen a throughout the season. We thought there was an upper tier of of Bama and Clemson, and then the schools right below them. I think and this might be a little bit. I had Georgia in there too, but yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'm with you. I think that this. There may be more than that. I agree. And we might be headed to something very interesting this season. Statistically, that's unlikely. That that some of the that, that there'd be four unbeatens or something. To me, there are there are six really good teams. Agree. And there are seven teams that have a claim to that. And and perhaps the seventh team, we'll get to them in a second, being Auburn, has the best claim based on their schedule they played so far. And yeah, but that's the schedule change. they're gonna play down the stretch. That's but they're going to eat each other a lot. Like one of them's there's three of them are going to lose at some point. That's true. And Alabama and Auburn obviously are going to play. But and LSU. And LSU. Uh Clemson and Alabama are they're still there. They're in the top tier. But I think that tier certainly has to include Ohio State, who certainly. went to Nebraska last yesterday. And just stomp the shit out of those incredibly overrated uh, corn fuckers. Uh, <laughs> they are trash. Forty-eight to seven at home. Uh, they came out and just stomped their nuts in the first Mercilessly. quarter. Mercilessly. And what twenty forty-one nothing at halftime. Yeah, they I mean they come were on. destroying these dudes. I think they scored since last week. They scored one hundred and twenty-one unanswered points after they gave up five points or whatever to Miami I'm of sorry, Ohio. 38 nothing at halftime. Yeah, so like you look at it, they, they've just absolutely Ohio murdered Ohio State is, people. is really good. Justin Fields yes. looks like a big stud. The guy can really play. And and Brad, you have some information on him, which I did not know. Of course, I, he is a, a transfer from Georgia. He failed to beat out uh, Jake Fromm and so last transferred year, to Ohio State. He was a freshman in 2018. He got a few play. He played like a little bit in garbage time throughout the year. And then... When um, Georgia lost to, I believe it was Alabama, in the uh, the playing game, whatever, whenever they lost and their season ended, he announced that he was going to transfer and he started looking for schools. So to transfer, usually you have to sit out to be eligible to play again. You have to sit out a full year, right? If you, especially if you're not, you know, the 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 transfer we see most now is the graduate transfer, right? Which and then you can that's transfer without waiting, but an underclassman. So normally you would be required to sit out one year due to NCAA transfer rules. So Fields enlisted the help of attorney Thomas Mars, who helped secure immediate eligibility for several transfers from uh, Ole Miss in 2018. Uh, They argued that 
uh, the reason why he should be allowed to transfer is if there's documented mitigating circumstances there that are outside of the student athlete's control and directly impact the health, safety, and well-being of the student athlete, they should be granted uh, transfer without uh, those eligibility concerns. The reason they claimed this was uh, Fields was subject to an incident at Georgia in which a Bulldogs baseball player used a racial slur against Fields, and this was believed to be the main incident constituting Fields' claim of mitigating circumstances, which is shocking. I had never heard this at all. I was just kind of reading back on, like, how did he get to transfer out of Georgia last year after playing some and then become a starter at Ohio, at Ohio State this year? There you have it. I had no idea. Right? And, I mean, I've watched, you That know, seems like something that would get coverage. That he claims there was some sort of racial accident. Another, another athlete too at Georgia. Like, like he said something racially, a racial slur to him in passing. Weird. And that's his, his excuse, which yeah, that is crazy, right? It seems that's a new one too. Like I've never heard of, not only have I not heard of this deal, I've never heard of that being a thing. Right. That, that because somebody, you know, I, it's weird. Um, but Justin Fields looks good. So, yo, so looks long good. story short, yeah, that's crazy that he transferred, but yeah, he's a sophomore, and he has absolutely put himself into the spotlight for a Heisman candidate trophy winner. You look at that defense at Ohio State, it's like loaded to the brim with pro, pro, like pro yeah, prospects. Yeah, they look good. They look good, they man. They look real good. You do have to to worry about the new coach to think, if, you know, to see if... Um, he seems to be comfortable as it is. But yeah, I uh, know he does, but in, in a high pressure situation, a championship caliber thing throughout the rest of the season, we'll see. But they were expecting this to be their first test and it this was nothing team is even fucking close. stacked yeah. and they're, they're right there. Nebraska, again, I've mentioned it once, uh, several times they're trash. There's no, they were the most overrated team in the country. There was no reason a team that went four and eight last year, right. uh, should have been ranked to begin with. And now they fall to three and two. Scott Frost, man, took over. He left, what was it? Central Florida. Yes. Where they had like totally destroyed the league, he went to Nebraska and like it's not as easy well, as you all, would think. It was all hype because they yeah. had gone from I mean, it's supposed to be a big the year national. before he got there, and then in his second year they went undefeated. So people think, oh, Scott Frost in this the second the year. year he's going to change everything around. No, that's not how this works, man. Not in the Big Ten. Yeah, exactly. This isn't some small small conference with a team that's got a bunch of talent from Florida. Like, right. This is Nebraska. It's an inherently different job. <laughs> There's a different fertile ground of recruiters. I don't want to spend much Nebraska. more time on these bozos. But anyways, it was interesting about Fields. Yeah. Um, the other team that that's in, speaking of impressive and, and impressive transfers, Jalen Hurts and Oklahoma Woo! stomped Texas Tech at home yesterday. Uh, another game where they just sort of boat raced to Murley. Hurts threw four. Uh, three touchdowns, 415 yards. He's putting up better numbers than Baker and um, Barry did last year. And Kyler, Kyler Murray, Murray so far this season. He looks unbelievable. He throws he the football incredible. amazingly. They keep on talking about how his accuracy was the reason why he didn't make it at Bama. And he's come in and Could just been me. absolutely like a surgeon with the ball. No doubt. A really impressive um, for Oklahoma. You got to put them right there. I mean, every game he's got, or yeah. You go back through his box scores, like his passing is incredible. And then you look over and, oh, by the way, he's got 70 to 110 yards and a touchdown rushing every time. Like, he's just a murderer. He's great. Yeah, we should mention three and four. Georgia and LSU were both on bye this week, so it's hard to... Ranks three but and I, rank four. They have both been quite impressive this year. LSU probably more impressive to my mind than Georgia. That quarterback, Burrow is his name, I think. Whatever yeah. the quarterback at LSU's name, he is great. Really, 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 really good. Yeah. Uh, we'll mention Bama. We they stomped Ole, Ole Miss. Although Ole Miss did lead after the first quarter, 
Uh, and then Alabama put a stop to that where they outscored them <laughs> 31-0 in the second quarter. Uh, Devonta Smith had four first-half touchdowns receiving from Tua. Oh, my five God. Five overall. 11, 11 catches, 274, and five touchdowns. Have a day. That's a day. Tua, 26 for 36, or 418 and six touchdowns. That guy needed an ice bath. I'm tired just reading that Bama's still right there. So, I mean, I and then, so those are your top six. Bama, Clemson, uh, in, in some order. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, and Oklahoma. Those six are on a tier above. Team number seven, Auburn, stomped Mississippi State. And Auburn has played the toughest schedule, perhaps, of any team in the country so far. I think that's a good argument. And they're going, their schedule is going to continue to be tough. They have, of course, they beat Oregon in week one in Jerry World. And then last week, they stomped A&M in College Station. We'll get to the Aggies in a second. They are trash. <laughs> but the shocking thing about Auburn is that they've got this freshman, true freshman quarterback yeah, coming in. Nicks. You'd think he would have struggled at the beginning of the season, and maybe they'd come around towards the end. Not the case, You want to man. talk efficiency with Bo Nix. 16 for 21, 335 in two scores yesterday. And a badass name. Uh, Mississippi State, it was a pretty game. You know, not a bad not a bad football team. Definitely not. Uh, got stomped yesterday. Absolutely. Stop, uh, stop. Let's keep moving. Yeah. Wisconsin, number eight. I, I feel like Wisconsin's a level below. Some people may, might make the argument, but their best win is against Michigan. We have no idea if Michigan is okay or terrible. Okay. and uh, I think that's that's fair. They they were a pretty heavy favorite against Northwestern yesterday. They failed to cover. I think it was 14 and a half. They gave up 12 points in the fourth quarter, so it's sort of a deceiving finish here. They, it's 24-15, yeah, they, but they gave up. Who knows if they kind of sat their guys in the fourth or what they did, but... Jonathan Taylor, 26 carries, 119 yards on a touchdown. That's This is some old-school shit. Their quarterback only went 15 for 24 for 113 yards on a pick, and they just they just rode Taylor, and that's all they have to do. This is like, this guy, his running style, not necessarily, but the way they use him, yes. it reminds it's, me of, of Ricky Williams at Texas Ron in 98, Dane. where they just... It's like, we're going to give you the ball 25 times. Yeah, and win the game. We'll give you the ball 15 times if you break off a couple long ones and, and we run stomp somebody out. And you're just telling but the defense. But if it's a close game, we're just going to run the ball. We're going to line up with fullbacks and 100 tight ends and just stomp it The heavy package, right? And yeah. you're like, hey, defense, come stop this. And they can't. This kid, uh, Taylor, reached 100 yards rushing for the 26th time out of 31 career games. So that gives you a sense of how often he's, he's a hit the 100-yard mark. No doubt. Uh, Florida... Stomp Towson at home, 38 nothing. Less said about that, the better. We'll keep moving. <laughs> Florida, again, ranked in the top 10, sits at 5-0, and is probably going to start the season. Uh, like we, have no idea. Uh, we haven't given them much respect, and that is because they struggled mightily versus some teams that we didn't think were good. But maybe they're, they're coming still, around with this quarterback. 5-0 hey, is 5-0, and, and Kyle Trask went 18 for 20 for 188 yards and two touchdowns. Captain Checkdowns. They look like probably the class out of the East, don't you think, of SEC? Hell no. Who's the class? Georgia. Oh, that's right. Georgia by a million. For some reason, I had them in the West. I'm telling you, Missouri is better than Florida. You think so? Yes. Well, here we come, baby. We'll get there, too. Uh, Number 10, Notre Dame, uh, in one of the ranked matchups, defeated Virginia 35 to 20. Notre Dame had eight sacks in the game. Yeah. And really... They're better. They outclass Virginia. I mean, the the level of of competition, the level of athlete they have is is just far superior to what what Virginia had. Virginia also made some mistakes. They fumbled. They didn't recover some fumbles. Um, they were know, down. There's not uh, a whole lot else to say here. Virginia rarely gets ranked. 
and uh, they lose at Notre Dame. They were, they were down 14 to 17 at half. Notre Dame was to Virginia, and then they came out in the second half and just started turning the ball over. Yeah, they outscored Virginia 17 to 3 in the second half. Uh, number 14, Iowa stomped Middle Tennessee. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. Washington, number 17, defeated USC in Seattle. 28-14. This was pretty much, a, I, I won't say a stomping, but this game was never in in doubt. Washington jumped up 14 to nothing in the first quarter and just held that two-touchdown lead throughout the game. Uh, USC stinks. They're, they're not good. If you all remember, Matt Fink came in as a third-string quarterback to relieve a concussion protocol, whatever, for the, the current starter versus uh, Utah. He carved him up. He looked like he was going to be the truth. He came in here and got his ass handed to him. Three picks, uh, 19 for 32 for 163 yards. Yeah, that, that Washington Huskies defensive it's good. group, that defensive backs group, they're, they're very talented, and, and they made him pay. Well, we're now at a place where in the back 12 is totally eating itself. I don't that's think that, right. The cannibalism sing, continues. Uh, we, we didn't talk about the Thursday night game. Yeah, where, uh, the best team in the conference. Where, or the well, best the last record. remaining undefeated team, Cal, uh, got beat by Arizona State. So they have, The Herm firm, as you all, like to call team, uh, conference, The cannibal conference, as some have called that's it, right. has already eaten its way through the entire league five games There's in. no unbeatens, yeah. Uh, number and it's nine, only like two games into the conference. Yeah, number 19... Utah, the team who many thought was the best team in the conference, they still may be, even though they did lose to USC at USC. 38, Washington State 13, and a surprise for me. I thought That's Washington State was going to show up. Utah really played him. Mike Leach, after the game, called his players fat and dumb. <laughs> Mike Leach is so funny. I don't think his Leach players let, think that. Leach let loose on his feelings after their second consecutive loss, uh, describing the Cougars as fat, dumb, happy, and entitled. We're a soft team. We get a lot of good press. We like to read a lot. We like to get pets on the back. If we get any resistance, we fold. That sounds a lot like somebody who's had one too many Red Bull vodkas. We got a lot of a bunch of free agents running around here who think they're pretty special, but as soon as something doesn't go their way, they want to pout. We warning them close. <laughs> I think at some point they have to embrace the effort themselves. Uh, another, I mean, you know, I it. I like the sports better when when Leach is on it. Oh, it's you so know, his better. team is good, um, but or you know, as long you as can he's in the spotlight. Well, you can. Well, now that they're three and two, you can basically forget about them and zero yeah. and two in the Pac twelve. Yeah. Uh, Michigan won, beat Rutgers fifty two to nothing. Why Rutgers is in the Pac or in the Big Ten is still a mystery to everybody. Uh, other you than have somebody New York in the market, I mean, they're just trash. Yeah, uh, UCF defeated uh, UConn in the civil conflict fifty six twenty one. The Aggies in the most embarrassing game of the morning. This was almost the bed shitter of the week. Okay. Uh, Texas A&M 31, Arkansas 27, this game in Jerry World. Arkansas is fucking terrible, okay? Right. Really, really bad. They lost last week to to somebody unbelievably bad. Maybe you can pull this up for me, Brad. I'm checking. Uh, the name escapes me at the moment. They lost to SJSU, San Diego San Jose State, maybe? You see, we don't even know who it is. It is <laughs> San Jose State San Spartans. Jose State. They also lost at Ole Miss. Uh, they they barely beat Presbyterian in week one. They're trash. Arkansas may they're maybe the worst team in the SEC. The Aggies is very much struggled. They're the Rutgers of the SEC. Yeah, they struggled to win uh, at Jerry World. They needed to outscore Arkansas in the fourth quarter. They did it. Uh, Kellen Mond. 23 for 35, 251, and three touchdowns. He, although he was knocked out of this game late. I don't know where what his status is moving forward. Um, the Aggies aren't very good. Uh, they have two losses already, granted they're to Clemson and, and Auburn. But I, I'm just not sure they're any good. 
And so I, I think we can kind of leave it at that. That seems fair to me. Yeah. I'm trying to read up on Kellen Mond to see if they have any updates. But yeah. There. Kansas State, uh, ranked number 24 coming into the game, gets stomped by Oklahoma State in uh, Stark, or not Starkville, or wherever they play. You, who are you Eskimo, talking about? Eskimo Joeville. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about Stillwater. Ohio. Yes, right. 26 13. And Michigan State bounces back, uh, barely beats Indiana. I think they were a two touchdown favorite. They won 40 to 31. Giving up 31 points to Indiana has got to be alarming for a team based around a defense. Um, but anyway. Yeah, no no information on Wand here, so you must be okay. That's your top 25 uh, recap. Pretty right. good day of college football again. I think the big stories were just at a place where nothing crazy has happened this far into the season, uh, which, you A know, couple of scares, but... I, I think the, the big headline so far is that these top six or seven teams look like they're all pretty close. You know, this now could we, be good for Clemson, too, to get a little scare in them. They didn't lose. They've got an easy schedule. They just th- can't get comfy. Traditionally, this has happened to them. They've had one scary game uh, throughout this run to the, mm-hmm. where they keep making the playoff. Um, and they're still perfectly set to make the playoff. But I think with these seven teams that are good, now, uh, granted, all the SEC teams are going to play each other. Um, yeah. But, you, I mean, you're in a position where Clemson might not be able to lose a game. Maybe. I mean, that would mean they'd have to take in, like, three teams out of the SEC. Or, no, two teams out of the SEC, one of the Big 12, one of the Pac-12, out of the Big no, 10. No, not the Pac-12. They're Big, doing. They, they uh, yeah, good night. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. All right. So that's it. That's uh, it. You know you know what else is it? What is it? Lisa Mattress. Ooh. L-E-E.com, L-E-E-S-A.com, slash B-D-C. That's Lisa Mattress, the best damn mattress on the planet. Brad and I both sleep on the hybrid uh, luxury Lisa uh, hybrid mattress. That's right. It's a hybrid of both springs and foams. Uh, if you go to lisa.com slash BDC, your promo and your discount will be automatically applied mm-hmm. uh, to your mattress. Uh, these are the best mattresses. As I mentioned, they're an American-made product. It's a company with heart. They donate one mattress for every 10 they sell to charity. They've donated more than 33,000 so far uh, to charities. That's 33,000 Americans. They're sleeping on a mattress that otherwise wouldn't be. They also have some new products. It's the new Lisa Legend mattress. Ooh. You can save 330 bucks right now at lisa.com slash BDC. It's an elevated sleeping experience. You should check out the Lisa Legend mattress. Plus, you can save 280 bucks and get a free pillow uh, on some other on the Lisa Hybrid. Which is that one we have. Which is what Brad and I sleep on. I might have to look into that Lisa The Legend, Legend mattress has excellent comfort and support for side and back sleepers, plus their most advanced pressure relief and support. I'm a back sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. It's a great mattress. It's shipped to your door free. And, and best of all, you get a 100-night risk-free trial. Check them out. That's lisa.com slash BDC. All right, let's uh, move to the NFL. Shall we? It's not a lot of news around the league. Looking forward to today's game. Matthew Stafford will play uh, with a hip injury against the Chiefs, although okay. I wasn't too surprised by that. That was something that Vegas like was... had been holding out on. Uh, Small, yeah. The other news here, the the owners and the players' union are still looking for a resolution, blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. Boy. Aaron Donald says, I've got to get myself going. He posted something on Instagram looking like the scariest human being on earth. He's a big boy. Jalen Ramsey is on the team plane for Jacksonville. His status is up in the air. He did not play with flu symptoms, and that's in quotes, and some other stuff this week. So who knows what, what that means. Um, 
You mean he didn't practice, but he's going to play, or he's not going to play? They, we don't know. Okay. We don't know. Uh, the, sort of the biggest news this week is the holdout is over, the, the most unsuccessful holdout ever. Uh, Melvin Gordon is back with the Chargers. I believe he's got nothing. It's cost him $2 million Oof. in fines and, and missed paychecks. So far, that's three running back holdouts that have all ended in disaster for the most part. I'm talking about Bell... And then we had, I guess, Zeke's success. Yeah, Zeke's success. I so think Bell was a success. Bell got a lot of guaranteed money. But he lost a lot of money. No. Yes. He ended up you making a lot of money. You consider that a win? Yeah. Okay, so. I mean, I don't know if it's a win. He okay. sat out a whole season in his prime. Yeah, his but career. But he got a lot more guaranteed money, and he didn't get hurt. I don't think that was a loss. Okay. This one, he just this lost $2 loss. million dollars and is going to play. And he'll probably get hurt because he hasn't been practicing. And then Zeke was a win. He looked Let's good in real. practice. But he's allegedly eligible to play today, but may only be used in emergency fashion, according to sources. Uh, Melvin Gordon. I love the the memes with, with uh, everybody paying attention to everyone but him. But he is uh, he's back and $2 million poor. He's, apparently, he has like a 30-year-old agent, huh. which is probably a mistake. Yeah, seems like he could be uh, taken advantage of. I mean, or just, just made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much else to say about this. There's kind of... For me, there's been a lot, very little news and buzz around the league this season. The games have been good because it's the NFL and the games are always good. Right. I just feel like there haven't been a lot of big storylines except for fucking Antonio Brown, which we're not going to talk about today. But that I, one just like makes you feel uncomfortable. I like, do want to mention sad. like the NFL wanted to have this 100 year anniversary and, yeah. and talk about the history of the league and how great it is and all this stuff. They started pushing and it Antonio the Brown has straight up ruined it. Yeah. Like, he's the only thing this season's been about so far. Now, granted, he's probably going to disappear in a couple weeks, and when he's not on a team, all of his bullshit on Instagram, people are going to stop paying attention unless he keeps getting charged with crimes, which he probably will because he's a fucking scumbag. I wonder if his followers have, like, plummeted after all this. I wonder how that's affected him. I'm curious. Well, I don't know. He hasn't made up enough followers to make up the $30 million guaranteed he's lost. Um but we're not going to talk about him anymore. Anyway. I just think it's worth. It's interesting that the big storyline all season long has been him, and not the 100 years of the NFL. The NFL's got to hate this guy. You would think so. I mean, Roger Goodell m- must want to murder him. I would think, and it's fair. Uh, before we talk more NFL, let me just quickly talk. Errol Spence Jr. from Dallas uh, defeated Sean Porter last night. Oh, nice. Unified the welterweight titles. He dropped him in the 11th round. I think bit of a slow start. The crowd uh, turned in, although it did turn into an all-out slugfest in the third round, never let up. 16,000 people at Staples Center. Uh, Spence knocked him down in the in the 11th round. He won 116-11 on both scorecards, uh, while one judge favored Porter 115-112. That's insane, and boxing is insane. Um, we'll see if this leads to Spence Pacquiao, hopefully in Jerry World. There's your There's your boxing minute. Nice. I'd like to see that. Jerry, uh, Jerry World has hosted Pacquiao several times, and of course, Spence being from Dallas, that would be fun. Agreed. All right, back to the NFL. Th- there are a couple big games this week. We'll start. Okay. Uh, there are eight early games. I think it's four late games because there are four teams on bye this week. The Monday nighter is fucking absolute trash. So trash. Normally, we come and talk about that on Mondays, but like, I bet less said about that, the better. That's... Cincinnati 0-3 at Pittsburgh 0-3. So if, you, uh, if you're if you trying to bargain with your significant other about uh, football watching time, 
you know, make tonight the Sunday nighter a priority instead of the Monday night. Give give up Monday night. Watch Bachelor or whatever's on Monday. And the, tonight's the Cowboys Saints. So Cowboys Saints, your Sunday nighter. That's going to be good. Uh, the best game in the early window is New England at Buffalo, two undefeated teams. The other uh, undefeated matchup, uh, Kansas City at Detroit. Detroit two zero and one. Right, haven't been beaten, but aren't three and zero. Both those games are at that early window, one o'clock Eastern time. Uh, New England is a favorite at Buffalo. Of course, we're using our lines via mybookie.ag. The line's seven points. uh, The over-under is 41 and a half. I mean, obviously, I I just don't understand. I don't know who, do you know who Mitch had on this? I don't know how you could possibly bet against Bill Belichick. I can't remember i don't care what your your algorithm says you just can't do you got to go back and listen to that episode he had a bunch of picks that would kind of shock you but i think that a lot of them are coming correct the first one did yeah as as we mentioned if you want if you want uh in-depth gambling picks with actual analytics behind it listen to our episode with can't miss mitch you can pause it right now we give you permission go back to listen to that so you can set your bets uh for today's games we gotta we gotta hurry up and get out of here so people can listen to this thing yes sir um the the chiefs games is more interesting to me chiefs at detroit Chiefs 3-0, Detroit 2-0-1. Chiefs are a favorite here. The thing that Matt Patricia has done, which... The Lions head coach. The Lions head coach, which I don't... Nobody wants... Nobody thinks he's a very good coach. Uh, And most people hate him, and he's a real dick to the media, so you know I'm out on him. But... He's a Belichick disciple, isn't he? He's a Belichick disciple, and the thing they've figured out is that in order to... Before you can win, you have to not lose. Mm. which sounds cliche, but this is something that Belichick has done for years. As long as you don't beat yourself, you're going to have a chance to win the game. Did he learn that in Cleveland? Where Belichick lost all his games? Belichick Anyways. didn't lose that much in Cleveland. They fired his ass. Well, that was because they, the team moved to Baltimore midseason. Mm-hmm. They, they fell apart. They were in first place before that happened. Mm-hmm. It's a great documentary on uh, NFL Network, too. Cleveland, whatever year it was, 93. Yeah. Um and no, I don't think he was with him there. I think he was just with him in New, New England. No, no, I'm with you. Quit being such a fucking cuck, Brad. Sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, in order to not lose, they the Eagles handed Detroit the game uh, that they won, and then last week they they ju- there were eight. The Eagles had eight lo- uh, eight drops against Detroit, and uh, the the first game they won, they also barely won, and they even played not to lose in game one when they tied against Arizona. Yeah, anyway, this is all a long so way they, of saying they've. They've been lucky so far. I think the Chiefs are going to stomp them out. That is my stone-cold lock of the week. You like that one, I huh? like the Chiefs big in Detroit, in a in a dome. You give Patrick Mahomes perfect conditions, it's going to get scary. Yes. Uh, I like Buffalo against New England, too. I know it's not too exciting, a lot of chalk, but it's, important. It's a pretty easy pick, I think. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Cam Newton stuff this week? He put no. out a YouTube video where okay. he's smoking a cigar, and he says, like, yeah, I got hurt and I rushed back too soon. I'm not coming back till I'm 100. percent It's fucking weird, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Why is he smoking it? I I don't know. Just being cool. Yeah, being Joe Camel, basically firing up cigars. Uh, let's see, Giants and Redskins today. Trash. I think if the Redskins lose, then you're gonna see the end of Jay Gruden. Uh, the I mean, Giants. the only interesting thing about Giants, I guess Daniel Jones is an interesting story, yeah. but Saquon's out. Like, that really takes a lot yeah. of the fun factor out of that, that offense. It's true. Arizona hosts Seattle, blah, blah, blah. So, really, the the thing is, there's only, like, one good game in the early win. Uh, well, the Browns, the, the third, Ravens yeah, is good. Cleveland at Baltimore, that's a big one. If Cleveland loses that one, they are in big, 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 big trouble coming in one and two. It's a game Baltimore game looked great at 2-0. and oh. If they were to lose, they'd... Fall to two and two. Baltimore's and a seven-point favorite too. That's a very important one in that division. So, 
yeah, those are your three games that matter. Cleveland at Baltimore, New England at Buffalo, Kansas City at Detroit. Moving to the late window, uh, Seattle, Arizona stinks. Tampa at the Rams stinks. Minnesota at, at Chicago, two two and one teams. That's your best game in the afternoon window. Yeah, that should uh, be a defensive. And Jacksonville at Denver stinks out loud on paper, but apparently there's a snowstorm. It's like a fucking blizzard in what? Denver. So football in the snow is always dope. I know it's <laughs> 95 degrees, and actually it's going to be a high of 98 in Austin, and there's like three feet of snow on the floor on the ground in Denver. So at least there's snow, which will be kind of fun to watch. That but. seems hard to believe. It says right now it's 52 degrees in Denver. Okay, maybe. Anyways. Am I making this up? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you dreamt that. Give me a forecast, Brad. Find, find me I'm some looking more at AccuWeather. It says 52 degrees Fahrenheit at you the looking moment. At Denver, Denver, Colorado? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the the matchup. It says Jaguars Broncos, and it has an AccuWeather like like little widget. All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe there's no reason to watch this game. Uh, continuing. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? I, on the radio. I don't okay. know. Maybe there's going to be a storm coming. Who cares? That game stinks unless there's snow on the ground. Uh, uh, all right, Brad's showing me an AccuWeather thing. You see all the sun? I don't. Yeah, I don't see a lot of snow. <laughs> it's like sixty degrees in Perth. Maybe there's snow on the ground. Who knows? Brad and I don't pay attention. It's hot here. We're not okay? weathermen. Yeah, thank you. We're not registered meteorologists. Although we did take meteorology for our credit. In I did not. Oh, you didn't. You did. You're an idiot. I wish I would have. I yeah. love the. I like the weather. And then the Sunday nighter. Uh, your three and O Dallas Cowboys go to New Orleans, two and one. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, the Cowboys are a slight favorite on this game. Um, which two and a half points, two and a half points. This is where all the action in Vegas has been. Everyone is, is that right? Yeah. This is the, the most highly bet game of the weekend. This one seems the hardest to like get a gauge for. Cause they get, they're playing at home, uh, with Teddy two gloves now at the helm. They didn't look great last week, but they're Cowboys always have at looked home. great. They're three. No, they've played the worst teams in all of football. So that's far, though. the other thing. It's like really so hard to know if they're nobody really knows. Uh, what's going to happen? This this is an important game for the Cowboys to show what they've got. I'm excited. Cowboys, to watch. Uh, yeah, should be big at three zero. I think it's going to be pizza night for me tonight. Oh, Sunday night football. Mommy's at Sunday town. night. Oh, I shouldn't have said it. Waiting all day. Why did I remind Sunday you? Night. You know I have been waiting all day for. Sunday I'm Simon night. Cal, and you suck. You know what else I've been waiting on? What? Uh, Circle. Oh yeah, this Circle, is my shit. Our newest sponsor, Circle, delivers water your way. Sometimes drinking enough water can be challenging, uh, especially if you had a few beers the night before, like Brad did. But Circle is here <laughs> to help. Enjoy the health benefits of drinking more water with the satisfaction of truly of tasty flavors. Circle's mission is to make drinking water more convenient, delicious, and fun, so you can feel good about when you drink. This is a new product Brad and I are really excited about. Uh, we all know that we should be drinking more water, okay? And for me, the hardest part of drinking water is I miss the flavor of, uh, of other things. That's why we're excited about our newest uh, sponsor, Circle. Circle makes drinking water convenient, fun, and delicious. So this is one of the ones, this is one of my favorite sponsors we've had in a while, and I didn't realize I was going to like them when at first, like, I was reading about it, thought it'd be cool. I got their products in the mail, and I started drinking it. Right now, I've got one that's called uh, Berry, let's see, Wild Berry, and it's like a replenishing thing for athletes. It's got electrolytes and all that stuff in it. I'm out there, like, on a, on a, my preaching the gospel to people on the golf course. Everybody's buying them. This, these things are awesome, man. They are really good. So what is Circle, you may ask? It's a convenient water bottle and flavored cartridge system. The bottle has a flavor dial that allows you to customize the amount of flavor you get. The, the easiest way to compare this is they have like little pods, like a, an e-cigarette. Like but it's, oh, like an e Yeah, like, like a jewel. But it's water. It's it's good for yeah, you. It's good for you <laughs> instead of a jewel pod. It's like a little jewel pod, and they have all the different flavors, and it's actually they got FDA 30 approved. different all-natural flavors. 
and you know who needs uh, instead of like your you know trump can't ban these flavors like he can uh, flavored jewel puds he could try uh one circle flavor cartridge can last you more than six water bottles with your new favorite drink and it's a healthy solution all of their custom flavor cartridges are sugar-free and have zero calories. So it's just... I legitimately feel better drinking it. That's just... Yeah. That may be that's just me, but that's... I highly recommend this stuff. I love it. Well, here you go. Brad recommends and I recommend it. Right now, you can get your own circle bottle plus two flavor cartridges for just five bucks. You're basically just paying for shipping. No, you are just paying for shipping. That's the deal. Uh, by go to drinkcircle.com slash backdoor and use promo code backdoor. One word. That's drinkcircle. Circle is spelled C I R. K-U-L. So drink C-U-R-K-U-L dot com slash backdoor. Use promo code backdoor. Gets you a free bottle, the free circle bottle, and two cartridges. That's right. Uh, for just five bucks. It's a win-win-win. Two pods. There you go. Drinkcircle.com slash backdoor. It's free. You need to check this out. You'd really enjoy it. I, yeah, I guarantee You'll it. enjoy it. You know what else I'm going to enjoy? Watching professional football all Ooh, day. Let's go. Maybe some pizza. Brad and I will be back tomorrow morning with uh, a recap of NFL coverage. We probably won't talk about Monday Night Football because it sucks, but we're yeah, going to recap we'll this. Talk good, about we'll recap else. today so, for sure. If you want to talk to us, call us on our hotline, 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. us your betting slips. Let's talk some gambling. Let's get hot. Let's go. That's it. That's all. We'll be back later. Check out uh, drinkcircle.com. Check out lisa.com slash BDC. Check out mybookie.com. Use promo code BDC when you sign up. Get rich. We will be back. Mm. Oh, follow us on Instagram at Backdoor Cover Podcast. <laughs> I keep forgetting this shit. with the white claw memes and shit. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening.